Goodness. The Madonna. Garage Logic Pie. Nope. Let's start that again. Take two. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 221, September 4th, 2019. 98 degrees on this day in 1925. That was a hot streak in 1925. And 39 degrees on this day in 1974. That was a cold streak in 1974. And uh, frequent contributor Mike notes that the highest temperature in the Twin Cities during the Minnesota State Fair this year was 77 degrees on August 23rd. This is from the uh, State of Minnesota uh, Natural Resources Climate Statistics. The last time the highest temperature was at or below 77 degrees during the State Fair was 1935. That means absolutely nothing except nature's whimsy. <laughs> and now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse... On the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. I need to start off by thanking my father-in-law and mother-in-law for introducing me to Garage Logic, best podcast show, and I never miss an episode. My older brother and I decided to have a GL weekend. I'm currently stationed in Omaha, Nebraska in the Air Force, and my older brother lives in Aurora, South Dakota. First stop was watching the live show. The only thing to say is amazing. Listening to the show on podcast, I feel as if we are sitting in the garage talking about stuff together and sharing a couple of cold ones. It was an honor to meet you all and get your autographs as well. You were all down to earth and friendly, and yes, even you, Kenny. After the show, we walked across to Andy's Grill (laughs) and started our weekend scramble. While standing in line behind you, Joe, you mentioned that you are a craft beer snob. I am right there with you. I am 29 years old, but have realized craft beers are better than those other brands that chill their beer in mountains or have big bleeping horses deliver their product. Later, we went to Giggles to get duck drummies and walleye cakes. Table Talk with Rookie's family gave us that suggestion, and thank you for that. They were delicious. The next day, we were off to get coffee from the coffee grounds in Eau Claire. We enjoyed a fresh pastry and cup of coffee while at the store, and then grabbed the GL and Krabby Coffee Shop blend for home. Then up to EcoFund to test ride the Bintelli e-bike. I am currently in the process trying to convince my lovely wife, a.k.a. the accountant, that I should get one. Finally, we stopped at Grunhofer's to get some brats and other amazing meat products. The heavenly aroma of meats that you smell in there uh, in there just makes you want to stay there forever. Spencer has an outstanding crew working at Grunhofer's. Everyone can give you tips and tricks to make your grilling experience even better. We are hoping to plan another trip for a garage closer or even another opener event next year if you plan to have them. If not, see you at the fair. This is now a new tradition for us, your loyal listener in the U.S. Air Force who didn't want his name revealed. It was, he was there with his brother. Uh, That's cool. What a great email. I'm feeling kind of, uh, I'm feeling a little low. Why? What did you do? Oh, I remember no. these two guys. Yeah. We're you, in line at Andy's Grill. You gave them the brush off, no, didn't you? No, no, <laughs> no, no. But I'm, I didn't know they were, uh, I didn't know one of the brothers was Air Force. They were both uh, young, hale, uh, well-met guys. And they said, uh, how you doing? And I was talking to them. And we got talking about craft beer. And I was ahead of them in line. And I... 
I had the fleeting thought. I probably should buy these guys a beer. But I didn't. I, I, I didn't. And I feel, uh, I feel remiss. Uh, had I known that I was dealing with an Air Force fellow and his brother, I would have. And then I would that, have purchased a beer for them. That stopped at what eight of the nine sponsors that we have to the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're doing all my work for me here. And had I known any of this, I I would have ponied up. You know what? It's pretty shameful. I yeah, have to admit. Yeah. Uh, but the next time, uh, you know who you are, sure, uh, Air Force man. Uh, the next time I see you, uh, that won't happen again. You know what? You'll buy me one. You had, <laughs> you had a shuttle to catch. Yeah. <laughs> right. That would have slowed you down a bit. Might have I taken had a, me another minute. I had a odd experience over at the bar uh, there, too. Um, GLer came up to me and uh, said, my wife wants you to sign her boob. Oh. Yeah, I don't do that. And I thought... Well, never, I've never been asked. But I, right. So this is what it's like. I thought, this is, this is weird and puts me in a weird spot. And I... I I don't know if I should say yes or no or what I should do. And you should say no. And uh, <laughs> take a look at it first. Hard. So I said, "Yeah, sure, no problem." <laughs> and uh, he turns to his wife, and the wife didn't evidently didn't hear us talking. In uh, she wasn't in on this. He at all. goes, "Hey, uh, here's Kenny. Uh, do you still want him to sign your boob?" <laughs> she was horrified yeah. <laughs> and took off at a full trot got the hell out of there did you chase her down and sign it or no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> i've got a bed right here of course i didn't <laughs> gl is about getting to the bottom of the mystery which uh begins to sharpen in its definition with each passing day it's an attack on wealth entrepreneurship, individuality. It's a reorganization of society. Uh, we have a number of evidences of that today. Uh, but I wish to begin with an Ilhan Omar update. Here is your latest Ilhan Omar report on Garage Logic. According to the New York Post, Ilhan Omar's husband, Ahmed Ursi, is poised to file for divorce after the revelation in a bombshell court thing, a court filing that she allegedly had an affair with a, a, a D.C. political consultant named Tim Minette. You'll recall that she's denied this. Right. She's denied this, so we don't really know. We don't really know who's lying. Well, has she officially denied it, or has she just said? Oh, well, she's, she's denied. She it. denied it. There's also breaking news. Ooh. Yep. Uh, Minette has filed uh, divorce papers with his wife. Right. He denies. That there's been an affair with Ilhan Omar. Well, there's sure a lot of divorces flying there's around sure for are. people who are denying this all the yeah. time. The timing is everything. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, what we have uh, learned is that uh, somebody's lying uh, because, uh, uh, according to the New York Post, uh, this 39-year-old uh, Hersey, uh, uh, Ahmed Hersey, is asking for a divorce after first rejecting Omar's insistence that he file first. The claims come from a divorce filing by Washington, D.C.-based physician Dr. Beth Jordan Minette. She says that her husband Tim told her in April that he was having an affair with Omar. Some are also questioning the rather large sum that Omar's election campaign spent for the services of Tim Minette's company, the E Street Group. He and his company received about 230 grand from Omar's campaign for travel expenses and fundraising consulting. Uh, when... Asked by a WCCO-TV reporter, this is the New York Post, 
who would have been Esme Murphy, whether she was dating anyone and had split with her husband, Omar denied it. No, I am not, Omar said. And like I said yesterday, I have no interest in allowing this conversation about my personal life to continue. Uh, Minette has also denied the claims and said that his wife is trying to ruin his career over their failed marriage. Well, who's lying? Someone's lying. And how will we find out officially? Well, and again, I don't really care about her screwed up personal life. That's her problem. Okay. has there... I want to know yeah. where the money went. And ha- is there any news regarding that? Uh, if I pry deeper into the New York Post piece, uh, he, he might believe that there has been. Uh, they've been living apart since March. About the same time, she was spotted having dinner with my net at a California restaurant. Well, you could start there. Uh, who, who paid for that little jaunt mm-hmm. out to California? Uh, and uh, that's when Omar moved into a luxury condo in downtown Minneapolis, and their split was an open secret in town. Well, it wasn't to me because she won't talk to us. The family home they shared in the Cedar Riverside neighborhood, nicknamed Little Mogadishu by its, for its large Somali population, appears to be abandoned and the curtains drawn and cobwebs growing over the front porch when a New York Post reporter visited last week. The Post really wants to get to the bottom of this, don't <laughs> yeah. they? Uh, you would think the Star Tribune would, too, or the Pioneer Press. Uh, Hersey, a senior policy aide to a Minneapolis City Councilwoman, is reportedly bouncing between friends' houses and stays at the luxury condo when Omar isn't in town, with the kids also spending time with a grandfather. Omar and Hersey were first engaged in 02, but the duo never legally married. Instead, they wed in a traditional Muslim ceremony and had two children before splitting up in 08. The next year, she married Ahmed Nur Syed Elmi, whom she described as a British citizen. I don't want to go through this all again. The point is that there's tremendous, tremendous uh, uh, disparities in the stories told by Omar and Minette. And uh, again, I'm not interested in uh, who they're engaged with. Uh, in off hours. I'm, I'm more than terribly interested in uh, how she's paying for this. Does the Post bring legitimacy to this story? I think so. Sure. Will the st- uh, editors of the Star Tribune feel the same? Will they start digging? They, they what can... about your paper? Are they going to start digging? Boy, it, it, if they don't, it's, it's literally because of a manpower problem. Same I mean, we're, the, we're that thin. Same with the strip. Now the strip's much healthier than the Pioneer Press in terms of a newsroom population. But isn't this what newspapers used to live for? Yeah. Is the, hey, we got something rolling here. Who's that gal that moved to Iowa, the writer she used to write for you guys? Uh, she should be on this story, political capital writer. I have no idea who you're talking yeah, about. It'll take me a while to remember. Mm-hmm. Tim Minette and his East Street group received 230 grand from Omar's campaign for travel, fundraising, consulting, communications, and more, a possible ethics violation. Minette denied the bombshell affair allegations and a counterclaim fired, filed in D.C. Superior Court accusing his wife of waging a campaign to ruin his career after he left their unhappy marriage. But the point is, somebody's lying. She told... Uh, Esme Murphy to her face, I'm not having an affair with anybody. Right. And I'm not going to discuss it. I'm just not going to discuss it. And that's the problem that we have right now. Kenny's saying, well, we got to get to the bottom of it, which I agree with. Here's the problem. Esme Murphy tried. Mm-hmm. Theo, help me, from Fox 9, tried. How right. They're all trying, but she, she won't talk. The political class is one of the different rails in American it life. It really is. Uh, for an, uh, as another example, and completely unrelated, but germane to the idea that the political class 
as on a completely different rail than the rest of us is the discovery by the New York newspapers or the reporting by the New York newspapers, the Daily News and the Post. I don't know if the Times bothered to do it. De Blasio uh, doesn't put in any work as the mayor of New York City. He was there seven hours. He devoted seven hours in the month of May to the office of mayor in New York. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's better than my hours. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sorry, 91 hours. May May 2019, scheduled regardless of location, found the mayor worked 91 and a half hours, an average of 4.1 hours uh, per workday. Uh, they gave him the weekends off. Further counting shows de Blasio worked 30% fewer hours this May than last. So much for his repeated reassurances that it's fine for him to run for president because he can walk and chew gum at the same time. I don't mean that. Uh, de ba- de- I don't know what that means. De Blasio's salary is $258,750 a year. Prorate that, and it's about 21500 a month, which means in May 19. May of 2019, he earned about $236 each and every hour he worked for the city that pays him. Uh, If the mayor were hustling here at home, putting in his eight-hour workdays, we might not begrudge him gallivants to Iowa and sunny morning hikes in the Nevada hills, but he's clearly sacking off. Uh, Running America's largest city isn't some low-show side gig when decisions can't be made swiftly. Difficult in the best of times, given this mayor's micromanaging tendencies, problems fester. And uh, if the city of New York lurches along with Bill de Blasio, hardly ever here, why are they? Why are we still paying him? He's a part-time mayor. Well, can't you say the same about the 28,000 Democrats who are running for president? They don't show up at their—they're on the road. They're eating pie in some cafe right. in New Hampshire. Yeah. Speaking of New Hampshire, speaking of New Hampshire— uh, could we, and this certainly pertains to the mystery, I would like to play you some audio from Elizabeth Warren. Probably it was, a, I think it was a Labor Day speech in Iowa, and we, we, capture, we capture this. Okay, that's all. I'm just saying let's include all of it. So, okay, so two cents. And by the way, I want to say to everybody, I'm not proposing a wealth tax because I'm cranky. No. I'm I'm not. I'm not. You know, some of these guys say, oh, I I worked hard. I had a great idea. I worked late. Oh, yeah, unlike anybody else. Um, But I worked late uh, or inherited well. uh, And and so this is mine. And the answer is, yeah, you did. Good for you. You did have a great idea and you did work hard. No one's angry about that. But here's the deal. You built a great fortune here in America. I guarantee you built it at least in part using workers all of us help pay to educate. Yeah. You built it at least in part getting your goods to market on roads and bridges all of us help pay to build. Yep. You built it at least in part protected by police and firefighters, all of us help pay their salaries. And we're glad to do it. These are the investments we make as Americans. We are happy to do this, to create more opportunity. But here's the thing, Mm -hmm. when you make it big, I mean really big, I mean the top one-tenth of one percent big, Pitch in two cents so everybody else gets a chance to make it in this. 
All right, let me parse this. Let me parse this. This is just the current version of Barack Obama's you didn't build that speech. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, uh, the, the first insidious thing she does is imply that, uh, you know, Bob or Janice, who built the Acme Nut and Bolt Company into a $4 billion a year business, didn't pay any taxes. She makes it sound like mm-hmm. you you were thriving on the backs of those of us who paid to build bridges and roads and educate kids in schools, which is absolute folly. Of course, those people paid taxes and paid more taxes than, than virtually anyone else to do so. Right. The second thing that's problematic with it is that she's, she wishes to establish a precedent. It, it precedent. This is this is. The attack. This is the attack on wealth that's brought to us by the mystery. Uh, she wants two cents now of of whatever her wealth tax is above uh, a net worth of 50 something. Fifty million and then a hundred million. Yeah, but well, so obviously the only place that can go is that then she wants two cents of every dollar from somebody who makes a hundred million dollars a year, and then pretty soon it's two cents from everybody who makes fifty million dollars, right. and then it's pretty mm-hmm. much uh, two cents from everybody who has a net worth of a hundred thousand right. dollars. This is clearly an attack on on the um, uh, on American capitalism, and she said, you didn't build that. They've tried this before. Barack Obama tried this. Was it Obama? Who, who said you didn't build it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you were successful, somebody along the line gave you some help. There was a great teacher somewhere in your life. Somebody helped to create this unbelievable American system that we had that allowed you to thrive. Somebody invested in roads and bridges. If you got a business, that you didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. This from a fellow who just bought a $15 million mansion in a floodplain. Man of the people, Joe. But God, here, here, he was such a treacherous liar. But here's the problem. Wow. Here's the problem. Again, he was making the same implication, that the people who uh, created these successful Acme Nut and Bolt companies didn't, didn't participate in the creation of the roads and bridges and the education right. of public school kids. Of course right. they did. They paid more taxes than the average American. Well. Probably hired union only people. The top fi- there's only 50% of the company that, uh, country that pays taxes anyway. And if you've uh, driven your Acme nut and bolt company to a net worth of $3 billion a year, you're paying more taxes than anyone else in the country both, to build the bridges yeah. and the roads and the schools. And both of those liars make it sound like people are working for them for free. Right. They're, they're providing these people with living wages and health care, which is huge, and retirement, which is huge. Oh, my God. They go so far above and beyond. The mystery is a real, real attack on just the fundamental convention of this country. And uh, you now have prominent uh, liberals uh, like Warren just picking up on the old Obama saw that you didn't build that. Well, the hell you didn't. You built it. And you paid your more than your fair share of taxes. And it's absolutely disingenuous of her to implicate or uh, intimate that you had nothing to do with those roads and bridges and schools. She makes it sound like there's a like the rest there's a feudal class, and then these uh, these landowners, the landowners benefited from the work of the peasants, and and you didn't move any goods to market until you ordered the landowner, the peasants, to pave a road for you. B as in B, S as in S. These people are bad people. I want to reread the tweet. Bernie Sanders owns three homes. Joe Biden rents a house for two twenty thousand dollars a month and owns two others. Barack Obama has a mansion and a $15 million, $15 million compound in Martha's Vineyard. How do they make their money? Lecturing average Americans on income 
inequality. And you notice the you notice the applause she received from the crowd. This this is playing well with lazy people. This is playing well with lazy people. Right. My my belief about the Bernie Sanders crowd is that they are just the most incredibly lazy group of people in America. They have no intention of creating. They have no attention and they want it. They just want to be handed a payment. And you're going to see there's already experiments in California with uh, guaranteed incomes for people who don't work. And Yeah. Google search Elizabeth Warren's net worth. Uh, Elizabeth and her husband uh, are uh, their combined net worth February 2019 between four and eleven million dollars. Well, and, and if she's if so she's, shouldn't she be saying we right instead of they I mean, she's one of the, you know, she's wealthy. Absolutely. And, and, and if she was true to her vision, it's inevitable that she's going to have to cough it up. Right. Yeah. Because you're going to run out of billionaires. Once it trickles down to the $10 million per estate mm-hmm. tax, she'll, she'll ask for her two cents. Well, I'm telling you something. Uh, this, this, this is it, the mystery continues to see its definition uh, come into clarity more and more. See. It, and the and the clarity is that uh, wealth is to be gone after by the likes of Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren and Needs Bernie Sanders. Oh, she's know? talking out of both sides of her mouth. I, of I, I just did another search and found a, a CNN business report from 2015. Headline, Senator Elizabeth Warren fights for middle and working class Americans, but she's part of the top 1%. And then CNN (laughs) Business broke it down and did a story on it. Well, And there's nothing wrong with... uh, No, no. My my complaint with her is both sides of the mouth. Right. right. Shut up. You're part of it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with working on behalf of, of the middle class and trying to lift them up economically. But you can't do that by taking money from other people. Right. And 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 she's disingenuous when she says, "How about a little two cents, you uh, one tenth of one percenters? All I want is two cents, so other people can have a chance. Everyone has a chance. Yep. Everyone has a chance. And that's the mystery is selling the idea that you don't have a chance because someone else already beat you to that amount of money. It's as though they think the pile of money available is finite. (laughs) It's not finite. It's it's infinite. It's infinite. It's there for the earning. Uh, And uh, but as I say, the mystery becomes uh, uh, ever more clear in its definition and, and the definition and and also. When they throw in climate change, that is merely another means by which they wish to reorder society. It has nothing to do with the environment. Uh, let me tell you about that. Let me take a break and I'll tell you about that. Ricey here with the Canopy Group Facts. Number one, the Canopy Group writes more new business in one month than a captive insurance agent writes in three years. How is that possible? Let's share other facts to answer that question. Number two, the Canopy Group offers 16 different insurance companies, not just one. Number three, the Canopy Group offers combined single limit coverage, not split limit coverage. Number four, the Canopy Group offers only one one deductible at claim time, not two or three or four or more. Number five, at renewal, the Canopy Group shops your insurance with their 15 other companies 
every year. Captives can't do this because they have only one company. So if you have your insurance with one of the captive agents, remember they don't have any other options for you. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Pertaining to the mystery, the Democrats are releasing their climate plans ahead of a town hall, series of town hall meetings. I don't want to go through them. They're all the same, and they all involve multiple trillions of dollars uh, that we don't have. And they are all to make this country carbon neutral, and they, uh, they address... Uh, environmental racism. Did you know there's environmental racism? I did not. Uh, You're going to have to explain uh, that really? one to me. Well, environmental racism uh, means that... Uh, you don't like black trees? That, uh, black there's walnuts the, There's out. environmental discrimination. Oh, oh, that's what it means. Uh, I saw a big, or I heard on the radio, an, uh, an NPR report on environmental discrimination in Baltimore because there are certain neighborhoods where it is warmer than other neighborhoods sure. as a result of climate change. And invariably, the neighborhoods that are the warmest uh, have the highest incidences of poverty. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know that. Oh. So if it's a, if it's a 90 degrees uh, on the inner harbor in Baltimore, I guess in a poorer neighborhood, it's 98 degrees. Sure. Uh, and there's a variety of well, reasons for that. I you know, know one reason. I just man, lost just a tree. snowing out of nowhere this morning. That's right. Man. That's right. <laughs> Y'all better pay attention to this climate control, man. This climate manipulation. And D.C. keep talking about we're a resilient city. And that's a model based off the Rothschilds controlling the climate. That's right. Wow. To create natural disasters, they can pay for it and own the cities, man. Be careful. Thanks, okay, what was that guy's name? Can wow. we make him the client? Uh, can Ruck, we make find him out if he's still on the Washington D.C. City Council? Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Can we make him the climate guy for GL? Yeah. Uh, I just realized when you talked about this, we work in a racist neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Because there's been many times when I left work here, walking through the parking lot, sun beating down, mm-hmm. 95 degrees. I get home under the shade tree, wind blowing. Oh. <laughs> it's about 87 well, degrees. What they clearly wish for you to believe and what they're selling is that... Uh, you live in a neighborhood where you've preserved trees and there's some proprietary interest in the housing stock. Uh, we can demonstrate uh, with our remote controlled uh, temperature gauges and our drones that you're enjoying uh, six degrees cooler temperatures than people who live in a row house neighborhood where the trees have been removed and, and there aren't as many parks. But, and, but That's but, probably all but, true, but it has but, nothing to do with Joe, racism. But, Joe, the, it's equity. We just we're trying to build equity right. so privilege. we can bail. bail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just amazing, but the, the mystery is coming at you, GLers, uh, faster and faster every day, which is why uh, pushback is uh, more important than ever to put up, or to, to, uh, put up a, a stop sign against this nonsense uh, yeah, but how do you push back against a, a, an article like that, an idiotic proposal like that? Trayon White. As soon as okay, that... now find out if Trayon White, if that quite 
stupid person is still a member of the Washington, D.C. City Council. My, my suspicion is that he probably is. His four-year term ends on January 2nd, 2021. His time on council is listed as 2017 to present. So he'll be there for another year spewing this. Uh, As, uh, I was just looking at his Twitter page. Yeah, I mean, control. it's just full of things that he's congratulating people on, like Safe Spots for Students initiatives yeah. and... Uh, the Produce Plus program, which gives residents uh, food for farmers markets, gives them money, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. to spend at farmers markets, mm-hmm. that sort of well, thing. Well, there's food insecurity. Food insecurity, too, <laughs> yep. Uh, breaking news, he tweets, the news just had the nerve to call me Thursday because we're doing a story about MPD reporting crime is down. How can leaders celebrate? Blah, blah, blah. You know, he yeah. keeps going on and on and on. <sighs> AOC. Oh, God. <laughs> She, uh, yep. She's posting uh, pictures of the destruction in the Bahamas from Dorian and saying this is what climate change looks like. It hits vulnerable communities first. Well, uh, no. Well, A, that's not what climate change looks like, Congresswoman. That's, that's what a hurricane looks like. And this is admittedly uh, it was a terribly destructive and devastating hurricane that hit the Bahamas. I, I have no idea why they would be considered uh, a vulnerable community. Uh, she said, I can already hear the climate deniers screeching. It's always been like this. Uh, it has. Yeah. But she says, no, this is about science and leadership. We either decarbonize and cut emissions or we're going to just die. What would that, what path would that, she should be tested on this. What path would that storm have taken had we decarbonized? It just wouldn't ever materialize? That's their thinking, but... Uh, there are there is a well documented history of uh, strong uh, dangerous uh, hurricanes long before the utilization of fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. So there there's nothing. They just have to be. We just have to continue to point this out. They're wrong. They're just flat out wrong. Hurricanes existed before Standard Oil existed. Right. All right. Uh. Okay. Don't they exist on other planets, too? I Probably. The great red spot on sure. Jupiter and bad weather? What's funny is that your point of view, our point of view, is considered, we're considered Luddites, as, right. as you right. discovered over the weekend when, right. when you uh, got into a bit of a Twitter war with some mm. people. They won't even consider listening to your point of view, and they just consider us dumb and old and cranky. Okay, but my point of view has... Ben, let me let me keep refreshing memories here. I do not deny climate change. You the do climate believe... has always changed right. and always will. If it didn't, we wouldn't be here. What about our ability as world citizens to change the climate? I do not believe that humans are larger than nature. But we do... We're going to get to a fellow here in just a moment. I'm not ready for him yet. Okay. But we're going to get to a fellow in just a moment. He's got a great idea. Who has has an idea mm, how okay. we can how we can change change the climate. We can all work together. Let me finish my point. I don't deny that the climate changes. It always has and always will. What I deny is the blatant attempt to politicize this as a means to reorder society as we know it. And they admit it. Alexandria Cortex's uh, 
guy admitted that. He's no longer with her. He admitted this has nothing to do with the environment. This has to do with completely reordering society. You can see where Elizabeth Warren would be onto that, and Bernie Sanders would be onto that, and uh, Cortex with their Green New Deal. The Obamas onto that, even though they're hypocrites. Uh, I don't begrudge Obama for getting a $15 million estate on Martha's Vineyard. That's fine with me. Right. But don't give me your BS that you think the oceans are going to rise in 12 years. Either that or you got the dumbest investment counselor that's ever existed in the human race. <laughs> what about old Mama Earth, Joe? What about uh, recycling? What about dumping used oil into the Mississippi? No, those are, just about... vi- those are just violations of common sense conservation dynamics that all GLers practice. I don't throw oil in the, in the river. Because, it, because why? I don't have anything against fish. I don't wish to harm anything. I dispose of everything correctly. GLers recycle because it makes common sense. It's the last dropping component of our thinking. I, I attach the outgoing bar of soap to the incoming bar of soap. Oh, God. I You're hate giving that. us a little too much I information. Do, I, well, I'm yeah, just telling you. you know, I, don't want to go I draw the line there. I will not do that because that little thing always works its way loose, then gets lodged mm-hmm. in the pipe. And the next thing you know, I'm doing the roto rooter to the bathroom Same. drain. You know what else I is a good use? Away, you know what else is a good use then for the outgoing bar of soup? Soap. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, keep them handy in the garage. And when you're screwing uh, screws into wood, uh, put the screw in the soap first, and it helps you get a better purchase in the wood. That is, no, I'm not laughing. I'm you not have too laugh much time on your well, it's hands. True. No, no, he's he's dead true. Right, he's right. Every boat I've worked at, yeah. I've always uh, uh, you know what that is. Doctored the screw with a little soap. That's a pro tip, mm-hmm. or what do they call it on uh, a hack? That's a life That's a hack. hack by you know what Joe that really Suchere. is. <laughs> no, I have That's a question. No, how did you? How did you discover? That it's working, working with guys who uh, oh. were my boat mentors. All right, then I apologize. Uh, here's Bernie Sanders. The fossil fuel industry is the equivalent of the tobacco industry. Well, then Bernie, you got to shut the bleep up and never get in a car again. Yep. Never fire up a lawnmower. Not that you would. You've probably got people for that who are le- illegal immigrants. And uh, never get on an airplane again. But he's another guy talking out of both sides right. of his mouth, Such, because he admitted when asked, he goes, no, I'm not going to stop flying. Let us be clear. Hurricane Dorian has everything to do with climate change, which is the existential crisis of our time. Don't buy it, people. Don't buy it. He's a communist, for Christ's sake. He spent his formative years in Moscow. Are you kidding me? Talk about, I was praying there, by the way. (laughs) Talking about Hurricane Dorian without talking about climate change is akin to talking about lung cancer uh, and being afraid to mention uh, smoking. That's the New York Times. You you have gone off the deep end, people. Hurricane Dorian is a dreadful hurricane. People lost their lives. It was a significant, significant storm. By the way, missing Florida. It's going to crawl up the eastern seaboard, as hurricanes have done since the beginning of time. Or at least since the beginning of the climate change that resulted in the in the land we now recognize as what constitutes the United States of America. Are we seeing the deep end of just completely irrational thought because all of this group of people realize they have to be this nuts in order to get the Democratic nomination? What the hell is, yeah, exactly. And, and another question, what, what's wrong with the times? Well, they've sold their soul. I yeah. like it right now. They're, they're admit that's just flat out stupidity, right, Joe. Right. It's they're the times. Well, Come we got him. We found a guy. We found a guy. Many GLers wanted me to play this. It's all over Twitter. It's all over some news sites. This is a. I, I don't even know if the guy we know the guy's name. I no, think this, he this introduces himself. All right. Here's a fellow in Florida 
who's going to solve it. Can't see how they haven't come up with some kind of way to com combat these storms yet. They keep saying, uh, you know, two days ago, three days ago, oh, it's at this, but it's going to hit all this warm weather, all this warm weather and warm water. <laughs> we have a Navy. Why don't the Navy come and drop ice yep. in the warm water so it, that it can't get going go. as fast yeah. as it's going? There you go. Theory. There's got to be ways to combat this instead of just pointing at the thing and saying, well, it's, uh, now it's getting worse. See? Yeah, we know it's getting worse, <laughs> but you tell us. Oh, it's the warm weather. Oh, it's the wind. Well, we have an Air Force. Drive some Air Force planes around to get the winds going the opposite way. See? The Navy to go in circles to fight it the other way. Come on. You know what? That's fantastic. Hey, that guy's beautiful. Not as crazy as Bernie Panders. No. Yeah. Not what, as crazy. What is that accent? He's a transplant. He's got to be from New Jersey or yeah, New York. Yeah. How you doing? He's got the, grab a glacier. He lives in a uh, mobile home park in uh, Florida. Ah, okay. He's and got I, the I Maui Jim Hawaiian yeah, I don't know why. He looks like uh, what's, what's one the, of the three stooges. What's the air? Force going to do? We're going to go, gonna go counterclockwise uh, and, and uh, trap the wind and make it go the other way. All that would do is continue to wreak havoc on the Bahamas. Right. Send it back to the Bahamas. Yeah, give another round. They're already having enough trouble in the Bahamas. <laughs> Uh, Did he steal counterclockwise expansion from you? No, no. Oh, has he the Times quoted him yet as being a genius? Yeah, he's probably a genius. But he does use soap on his drop <laughs> ice, <laughs> drop ice in the water. Big glacier. Boy, you'd need a hell of a lot of ice. Well, we could have took the one from the fair. <laughs> it's a start. Dropped it right in there, cool. which is still not melted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they put it back in the freezer for next year. Coolest to be fair continued. since oh. coolest fair since 1935. You picked a hell of a uh, their eco-friendly booth to put your block of ice on display. Someone get out the portable heaters. Somebody sneak in there at night with a hair dryer. The drip pan was bone dry. Oh, God almighty. It's, it's just something. It's just something. Uh, I had our, our Air Force friend mention that they made a trip up to uh, EcoFund because uh, he's trying to convince the missus, the accountant, that he needs a uh, oh, she's he an needs accountant. a e-bike. luck. And, uh, How do you sell that idea to an accountant, Joe? The uh, the benefits. Here's of how you sell it to an accountant. Right the, now, there's a back to school sale at EcoFund Motorsports right there. on Highway 61 in Forest Lake. These are scooters uh, made by Lance and Sim in California. When they got wind that Tim Bloom was uh, having a back to school sale, they threw another hundred bucks off the price of each scooter, so that now a Race Star 49 CC instead of 12.99 is 11.99. The Cabo 50 was 18.99, now 17.99, and the Havana Classic 50 and the Soho 50. Uh, both 19.99 are now down to 18.99. It's a great way for you uh, college students in the failed academy to practice what you preach and not use much gasoline, because you can have a lot of fun on these babies for about uh, a gallon of gas might get you about 100 miles. Look at this guy, Sammy, goes to the U of M. Amazing. All right, what did he get? He bought one of the 49cc Raystar scooters. Yep, and he's just tootling around the U of M. What a great idea! Plus, EcoFun uh, uh, circles through town every day, and in, in the event you need some sort of maintenance done, and they take it back to EcoFun, and they'll bring it back to you. For a fee, of course, but it's modest, and it's a hell of a system. I'd like to see him put some shoes on, though. Well, yeah, that's true. But look, learn. he parked that baby anywhere. What's his name? Sam. Congratulations, Sam. EcoFun Motorsports, also a full line of Bentelli e-bikes and Yamaha motorcycles. EcoFunMotorsports.com. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be entertained by the guitar-playing newsman. It's the end of the world as we know it. 
and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Here's John Height. Uh, oh. Focus. Uh, AOC. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? John, you're the one guy on the show that's always focused. Oh, God. (laughs) So embarrassed. Is that called irony? I got uh, a lot lot lot, lot in my mind. mind. Uh, While you were sitting there talking about AO, uh, I came up with a little song. So right. I just did it on, on top of my head. So I hope, you know, it'll be a little loose, but uh, I think I think you'll like All it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we just go, A.O. Cortex, her mind's a whirling vortex. <laughs> it's hard to tell about the things she thinks, although I guess she was good at mixing drinks. Johnny. She'll probably serve more many terms in Congress. But she'll say we're not making any progress. She thinks the Earth's our mommy, but her buddies just want to make us all commies. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) He's not just a newsman. Fantastic. That's too easy. Uh, Cortex Vortex just seems so easy. It worked, didn't it, Jim? I I had to go there. It worked, yeah. Yeah. Uh, In news... Uh, the Minnesota State Fair did quite well in attendance this year, if you haven't heard. When did they the, not? The final tally for the 2019 Minnesota State Fair of 2,126,551 is an all-time record, according to fair officials. Yes, I have a question I share with Janabelle Jim. Yeah. I think we've asked this before, and I don't remember if we developed an answer. Is there a limit to which they would stop admissions? No, I don't think so. No, you no. got. They let five hundred thousand people in there in one day. If yes, they showed up because the the you couldn't move the turnover. But right? the right, but the also the buildings can only hold so many. But those streets where there's open everything, the fire marshal can't say only seven thousand people fit in the streets. Well, it was hard to walk in there Friday. Johnny, give me that number again. Uh, Two million one hundred twenty-six thousand five hundred fifty-one. What uh, do you do? If that place has three hundred thousand in it, and a tornado comes through, you bend over and kiss. Hide your behind ass a big yeah. But if if it was a if the forecast called for that, they wouldn't have that many people there. That entire event is based upon the weather. Look at Monday and Tuesday, the two days it rained. Yeah, that's true. Um, Twenty-five million five hundred eighteen thousand dollars. If they have bought the twelve dollar tickets, mm-hmm. most people bought fifteen dollar tickets, so it's even wow. higher than twenty five point five million. Well, not to mention you pay eleven what thirteen dollars to park. Too, Where's that so. money going? Where's well, that go? Well, my theory is there's somebody living on Jupiter Island who's marching <laughs> to the mailbox every month and getting one hell of a check. No, it's a it's an adjunct uh, state agency as part of the State Department of Agriculture. But yeah. like the North End, those those three buildings that they built, the hangar, they just keep reinvesting. One-day records were set this year on days one, two, so Thursday and Friday. Day six, which is Tuesday. Day nine, which is the second Friday. We set records both days GL was there. You're welcome, State Fair. And and days 11 and 12, which was Sunday and Monday, Labor Day. Uh, Still standing, though, the busiest single day at the fair, uh, 270,426. That was set last year. 2018 on day 10. Uh, the weather, it was perfect. That probably played a role according to uh, the folks who run the fair. And if you're uh, looking forward to next year's fair, <laughs> don't yeah. you start the countdown. Right. Well, yeah, it's uh, August 27th through Labor Day, September 7th. Next it's a year. late start, isn't it? August 27th. Started yeah. this year on August 22nd. Mm-hmm. Second. Yeah. 
also fair related, just tweeted or texted to me right now. It's Doris Mould yep. talking about her medal and not bringing her medal. I, of course, thought of it already after I had arrived at your location. I do treasure the medal and keep it hanging above my desk and gaze at it lovingly on a daily basis. <laughs> you got one, uh, one of the great uh, Hall of Fame, uh, Hall of Fame Garage Logic Hall of Fame medals. Let's be truthful here. Are those, in fact, made out of any kind of metal, steel, iron? It's the world's finest plastic. <laughs> <laughs> the plastic technology. If you melt that down, you just got a big plastic right. That's right. blob. Yeah. It used to be somebody's lawn chair. <laughs> Dick Wilson has died. If you're not familiar with the name, you know the song. He wrote, he was known as the King of the Jingles. Mm-hmm. Among the ads, he wrote Dairy Queen, Northwestern National Bank, and Ham's Beer. Uh, and he wrote wow. lyrics for this little ditty here. You guys all, here's your note. Yeah. Ready? Yep. We're, We're gonna, gonna win, twins. We're gonna score. We're gonna win, twins. Watch that baseball soar. Crack out a home run, shout a hip hooray. A cheer for the Minnesota Twins today. Wow, nicely done. How old was Dick? Dick, Dick was uh, 83. Did you know there was a second verse to that? I yes. did not. Well, I guess I did. I did I, Does I, it take a sour turn? Talk about losing years? <laughs> no. <laughs> Depending on the year. We suck. The, the lonely 70s. It's all about the dome. We're the dome. Twin <laughs> twins give it our all. We've got the guys who'll knock the cover off the ball. Let's hear it now for the team that came to play. Cheer for the Minnesota Twins today. The reason I knew that is because CCO will play it, I think, Sundays before, oh, really? before games, okay. the whole the whole version. The Sano home run last night was the hardest hit Woo-hoo! home run I've witnessed in my young life. He smoked oh, that ball. I've seen man. many games in Fenway, and I have to echo Patrick, I've never seen a ball hit to the camera well above center field. Is he no. there, by the way? Is Pat in I Boston? I think he must be. I think so. Yeah. Be, so. Okay. I, I think he posted a picture of Paul Revere this yeah, morning saw on that Twitter. Too. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, people on Twitter stop complaining about the twins. They just enjoy this. Yes, people I don't compl- know why they don't. Well, I saw one guy complaining because he said that game, the way they gave up the lead, showed everything that's wrong with this team. No, it didn't. Really? They no. won the ball game. Yeah, it was Shut a up. nail biter. It was fun. And oh. Boston's not a playoff. Probably not going to be a playoff team, but they're good. They're an awfully good team. Yeah. Uh, back to Dick Wilson. He burst onto the Twin Cities advertising scene in 1957 after <laughs> earning a journalism <laughs> degree from the University of Colorado. Just imagining some guy going through like a banner, the, the way a college football team comes out on the field. <laughs> he started as a copywriter at ad agency Campbell Methune. He left and co-founded his own firm called Wilson Griak in 1968 before returning to Campbell as vice president in 1977. Uh, on the side, Wilson wrote a number of religious musicals. Several well-known Twin City singers, Mary Jane Alm, Gwen Matthews, and Patty Peterson, lent their voices to productions of his that included From the Mountaintop, Bible Folk, and He Lived the what? Good Life, which was staged at the Guthrie. Question about What's the ham song? I'm well, assuming the from, from the, the land of sky blue waters. He's not credited with that, is he? refreshing. I thought, yeah, I thought that was the Ham's Jingle that we're talking about. Oh, I, 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 you mentioned Ham's Jingle. I'm sorry. I thought, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I. Uh, yeah, that's huge. That's way bigger than the Twins yeah. song. Forgive me if that's you mentioned this, baby. It's Forgive bad. me if you mentioned this, but didn't Ham's have a lot to do with the Twins? Yeah, they were the, oh, yes. the sponsor. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was that why he did both? Probably. I have I no idea. Yes. Okay. Hands are very refreshing. Hands are very refreshing. Mmm, hams. 
Come and get it. There was a tavern. There was a tavern in Matamidae, Vince Ganera's Tavern. And uh, once in a while, I'd, I would, uh, on the rare occasion that my father would visit that tavern, <laughs> I would accompany him as a youth. And I can still see in my mind's eye that beautiful ham sign with the dark Water. blue yeah. lake yeah. and the green pine trees. Probably, up, probably it was Lake Vermilion or something. You could probably find out where it was. But it was northern Minnesota. Wow. Yeah. That's and then I'd have a beer with the old man at the age of 10. <laughs> That's a shared memory. And then you drive your d- drunk dad home, right? Yeah. yeah. Some yeah, of the uh, those uh, Ham's lights are the best, those bar lights, oh, where they have the rolling water. Too bad the beer's not yeah. any good. <laughs> I do know a guy. I ran into a fella who drinks Ham's beer uh, at the fair, uh, Pete. Uh, Is that a budgetary concern? Pete Nigerian. You know what? No, it's not. Pete Nigerian? He's a Ham's guy. He always puts... Pete? Uh, every time on Twitter, he's got a Ham's in his hand. Really? Ran into him I've got a follower up in uh, Fargo, Naomi. That's all she That's all she drinks is Ham's. So to ask your question, or answer your question, no, with Pete, it's not a budgetary no, decision. No, it is not. <laughs> yeah, not, not with Pete. <laughs> one of the top 1% is what he is. <laughs> Authorities say a woman staying on an island in the lake that straddles the border between Minnesota and Ontario, Canada, was killed by a black bear, what experts say is an extremely rare attack. The 62-year-old woman was staying at a remote family cabin on Red Pine Island in Rainy Lake. The island in Canadian waters is about 10 miles northeast of International Falls. Star Tribune reports Ontario Provincial Police Constable Jim Davis says the woman who was staying with her parents from Minnesota went outside when she heard her two dogs barking Sunday night and never came back. Davis said the parents called police who shot the bear after finding it standing over the woman's body. Minnesota wildlife biologist Andy Tree says the predatory attack by a black bear is, quote, beyond extremely well, rare. They're damn near as friendly as house pets. Yeah, but, well, they're not friendly, but they are not. They don't attack people. Was it a female bear, and were there cubs nearby? There, yes, well, according to the st- extended story. Then there's nothing unusual about that bear ta- attack whatsoever. I also did see in the extended story that if there uh, was a dog involved, Yes, perhaps there was that, a dog involved. That would create problems, perhaps, for the bear who would feel threatened. So, in fact, she heard her two dogs barking, yeah. and one came back. Right. Yeah. So. yeah. So the bear was already riled up, thought she was under attack, and did what bears do. Man, what that is a remote. Uh, that's a remote cabin, isn't it? Wow, it's got to be awesome. Red Pine Island and Rainy Lake. It's in Canadian waters, ten miles northeast of International Falls. Uh, there are conflicting reports on what lake that was for the ham sign. Mm-hmm. Some, uh, it, I mean, people are all over the map, and they're claiming that yeah. they're everything up north. So, it's there's yeah, it's up one. north somewhere. Yeah, yeah. up north. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with there. Vermilion. Somebody proved me wrong. And wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I never knew this. A portion of the Ham's beer jingle was sung by the Three Stooges in the 1962 film. The Three Stooges in Orbit. Really? Wow. I'm desperately in trying space. to find it. You've got it. to find that. I'm yeah. tr- I, did you guys know that? No. no I didn't no either. Idea. Okay, good. I'm going to see if I can find it. And if it. it was in the 60s, that was with that wimpy Curly Joe. Yeah. Curly yeah. Joe, yeah. Don't hit me. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of the job. You want to stay in show business? Turn the oh. other cheek, Curly Joe. Oprah Winfrey plans to visit St. Paul early next year to promote a healthier lifestyle. Let's have her on. I'd love to talk to Oprah. Over to the list. Maybe yep. she'll give us a car. Stop as part of an arena tour. Former talk show host and own television network chief announced Wednesday that Oprah's 2020 Vision, Your Life in Focus tour, 
will begin January 4th in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. She's working in conjunction with Weight Watchers Reimagined to offer a full day of wellness conversations during the Nine City Tour. It's her first national tour in five years. She's been to Canada and Australia more recently. Along with high-profile guests, Winfrey said she wants to empower audiences to tap into their potential. Names of her guests will be released at a later date. She'll also make stops in L.A., San Francisco, Atlanta, Dallas, Charlotte, Brooklyn, and uh, here in St. She has a place on Maui, and it used to drive all the uh, residents crazy there because she'd have Obamas out once a winter. Virtually shut things up. Yeah, yeah, shut everything down. Hurricane Dorian gradually leaving Florida behind Wednesday, setting its sights on the coasts of Georgia and then the Carolinas. Those areas face a triple threat of destructive winds, flooding rains, and life-threatening storm surges, according to the National Hurricane Center. Well, Dorian has stayed far enough off the coast to largely spare Florida from the worst of its wrath. Its forecast is to make as much a much closer approach to the coastline of the Carolinas between late Wednesday and Thursday. Our guy down in Florida with all the uh, great answers, uh, dropping ice, jets going counterclockwise, did he say anything about shooting it away? Could, no. we, just, could we just explode it out no. of the sky? No. And I'm wondering if the guys at DK Mags would have the correct rounds to shoot a hurricane out of the sky. I know they have an experienced staff. They've got a great selection and very fair pricing as their website says as a matter of fact i'm due for a a visit up to dk mags because i'm doing research on a remington 700 bolt action 30-06 springfield Uh, and what i discovered in my initial searches on dkmags.com there's about a million different variations on the same rifle and too many for me to muddle through so i'm going to go up to dk mags and uh, those guys are going to educate mr dumb dumb here on the differences and they can do that for you too and that's my point it doesn't matter if you're brand new to shooting sports you've never held a firearm in your life they will educate you and, and send you in the right direction before you make that purchase or if you've been hunting and uh, shooting forever they're going to help you out they know almost everything about all firearms and they're very helpful with no attitude. That's a big deal for me. Don't give me your attitude. The prices, fair. Fair enough that they can beat or match most of them in town. And even better, their second location up in Cello, Monticello Pond and Gun. They're all part of the GL family, and we love them for it. Monticello Pond and Gun and DKMags.com. Yesterday, we talked a little bit in the podcast about the accident involving comedian Kevin Hart uh, over the weekend where he hurt his back. Uh, the driver of the car was Jared Black, and he was driving Hart's 1970 Plymouth Cuda while driving with Hart and Black's fiance Rebecca Broxterman, in the back seat. The car plowed through a wooden fence, careened down an embankment where it came to rest in a heap. Hart was able to get out of the car, but Black and Broxterman were stuck and had to be cut out by emergency crews, both men sustaining injuries and taken to nearby hospitals. Well, we found out now this just was not any Barracuda. The car was built by Speed Corps a company that's setting the precedent for carbon fiber-bodied muscle cars. In its original form, the Cuda was powered by a 6.4-liter Hemi and made 720 horsepower with the help of a 2.9-liter Whipple blower. I don't, I don't know what that I is. I don't know what a Whipple uh, That's how is. they uh, divert hurricanes. It's a little smaller. Oh, they use the old Whipple. Yeah, back up a few Cudas. Let's Whipple blow that thing out of here. Look up the name for me, Rook, of Stephen Hunter's most recent book. It's escaping me. I'm yeah. reading it. It's. I'm going to tell you about it in a moment. You're not listening to this story, though. This is fascinating. No, I am. And I am. I, I had some questions for you about it. Continue, John. 
Uh, the main course of the, was the uh, carbon fiber work the shop is known for, along with the HRE wheels, Bauer brakes, and a fully custom interior upholstery from Gabe's Custom Upholstery. Okay, so you can stop there for a yeah. second. Joe, how do you feel about taking a car as classic as the Cuda and throwing carbon fiber on it, putting a, a bigger engine with a blower and all basically all the wrong parts? Well, even it, though first it, of all, it's called a resto mod. Yeah. And secondly, I I wouldn't do it, but Kevin Hart can do it because Kevin Hart can do whatever he wants to do because he's got the money. Have you noticed how popular they've become on the uh, auto mm-hmm. auction shows? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like every other one now is, is a car like this. Mm-hmm. There's no more originals left. Game of Snipers. The current Stephen Hunter book is Game of Snipers. This is a Bob Lee Swagger book. I've been touting Stephen Hunter for 20 years. Uh the first one is Point of Impact, which is extraordinarily good. But if you ever want to know anything about guns, you read Stephen Hunter. Yeah. And this one's called Game of Snipers? Uh, Game of Snipers. Game yes. of Snipers. Okay, I have to admit to geeking out. I have, uh, on more than one occasion, Googled firearms mentioned in these books I read. Mm-hmm. And Vince Flynn was another one. He dropped a lot of names in his books. Nobody knows guns more than Stephen Hunter, and this one well, is one of his best. Not more than DK Mags. But no, but I bet you I'll should tell you. the guys at DK Mags to read this book. Maybe they should hire him to work the counter. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick update! I desperately trying to f- tried to find the Stooges singing the Hams jingle. Right, I didn't find it. I did, however, watch the entire Three Stooges in Orbit <laughs> movie trailer. So he's been I still sidetracked. It looks awful because well, it's it was awful. It, it was, was curly, awful. curly it was, Joe. Yeah. It was uh, was yeah. awful. Yeah, the '60s stuff was yeah. not very yeah. good. Well, a mad, 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 mad world. They had a bit yeah, part. That's true. They had a small part. It was just Told you I saw them in an airport in Milwaukee in 1965. They were looking a little. Yeah, rode yeah, hard and bad. put away wet. <laughs> well, they didn't get paid at all. No, those guys no. did not make any money. How's this for irony? The founder of one of the nation's largest conversion therapy programs mm-hmm. has announced he's gay. Didn't work out for him. Didn't huh? work out. No, uh, his name is McCray Game. He led the faith-based conversion therapy group Hope for Wholeness in South Carolina for almost twenty years. Uh, now has come out of the closet at the age of 51. It's one of those uh, we thinketh ye, ye protest a little <laughs> too much type of deals. Uh, Game told uh, the Post and Courier, conversion therapy is not just a lie, but it's harmful because it's false advertising. In an interview, the former crusader called for the dissolution of conversion therapy groups, a widely discredited practice which is intended to suppress or change a person's sexuality through counseling or religion, is actually banned in 18 states, including New York. Game said he's trying to come to terms with the harm he inflicted through the program. He said, I now realize I was a religious zealot that hurt people. Some people said they attempted suicide over me and things I said to them. Game is still still married to a woman, Julie Game, but uh, he says she knows he's gay. Huh. He's just trying to figure out how to live with himself. Jeez. Two diet drinks a day, this is bad news for Mr. Royce, raises the risk of dying young by a quarter. Well, he's past that I'm point. I'm not young anymore. He's not <laughs> young. This is house money. <laughs> <laughs> Lovers of Diet Coke and Pepsi Max and other diet drinks see their chances of being killed by a heart attack or stroke rocket by more than half compared to those who do not drink the diet pop. 
Experts said the important European findings involving more than 450,000 people in the study were concerning. They urged Brits to ditch soft drinks and switch to water. I like to mix up a Diet Mountain Dew with a Monster Energy every once in a while. What's the the culprit in a diet drink as opposed to a non-diet drink? Is it the NutraSweet? High Uh, fructose corn syrup. No, they don't use corn syrup. Oh, that's right. They use use the the fake stuff. Yeah. Uh, lead researcher Dr. Neil Murphy said the striking observation in our study was that we found positive associations for both sugar-sweetened and artificially sweetened soft drinks with risk of all-cause deaths. Huh. It found chances of early death went up by 8% for those who consume sugary drink, drinks twice daily. Those uh, d- drinking two glasses of Diet Pop each day, the risk went up by 26%. I have some Fresca freaks in my house. Fresca's really? fabulous. Uh, Fresca wouldn't that be the same problem? Yeah. yeah. Uh, look at the ingredients. One day I woke up and never had another pop in my life. Me too. Yeah, same here. It's been about, yeah, 30 years. Oh, at least for me too. Occasionally a root beer if it's a fancy root beer. What I like to do is I like to balance out my diet sodas and my energy drinks with about nine craft beers every night. There is you that, go. See, I think that's balance. That's you know what, what we're we should do, for. John? We should slip him some of our uh, pills that we carry. Just in our now, pocket. get ahead of it. What are the uh, nitroglycerin? <laughs> Nitro. yeah. yeah, we should just give you a few to carry in your pocket because it's going to happen. <laughs> right. You might not make it past the next storm where you have to bring your family downstairs. See? I don't see Chris anymore in the morning, but you used to bring in the big sixty-four ounce. Diet. I stopped it's doing kill you. Yeah, I Well, don't you drink that. coffee once in a while? Yeah, but he. T- <laughs> it's this much coffee. That much, you know, uh, creamer oh, that's and, that, and that much sugar. <laughs> coffee Get some coffee grounds coffee. You know what coffee tastes that's like. True. <laughs> Fresca, carbonated water, citric acid, concentrated grapefruit juice, potassium citrate, potassium benazoate, and a couple of the stuff I can't uh, Squirt. Ooh. Love squirt, Squirt's too. wonderful, yeah. Uh, retiree, in, uh, this is uh, in Thailand, was fined eight pounds after being caught in the nude having sex with a cow. Southern Thailand. 68-year-old Manun Bunjan was frog-marched to the local police station in Songala. Wait, what does that mean? Frog-marched? Frog-marched, isn't that when you... On all fours? What the cow asked for? Talk dirty to the cow. (laughs) You want a frog-march? He had to hop on all fours? Frog-marched? He was uh, taken to the local police station after he dragged the calf non N-O-N, into the bushes and assaulted her. Nan's owner was horrified when he spotted the naked man uh, with the cow. I really have to edit this because... Well, I think you could even move on to the next story. Forcing someone to walk forward by holding and pinning their arms from behind. Yeah, Yeah, you know it. This was an unspoken occurrence that happened in, I think, the last year of the Grand Tour. None of them said anything, but on film, a couple of times in the background, no. you saw guys going at it with cattle. Really? And and they took the high road, but uh, wow. And it turns uh, out, is I think it was somewhere in South America, it's a normal occurrence because they asked the residents and the residents say, yeah, yeah, what, what's, what's the big yeah. deal? Yeah. Interesting. The grand uh, tour. I suppose I should end this story, but no. I should say the 68-year-old said he was copying friends who told him having sex with a cow felt good so okay. i'll just leave you in case you're wondering why well, there's so many lines there well, <laughs> we don't want any of them i, I don't i'm you disappointed make, that you even brought in that you story. are making yeah, a mistake kind of, sushi i could knock it out of the park i'm, right d- I'm disappointed we should take a break so <laughs> i can knock it out myself <laughs> to be i gotta knock it out of the park <laughs> off the air i mean can we all just turn off our mics so i can say the <laughs> yeah, line we're done and turn off your mics let's go hit the sounder do something bing bang boom
Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. We are a fact-based show, and uh, GL or Kate is going to straighten us out on something. Uh, we have always attributed the origin of headdressing to Katy Perry, who I believe appeared on stage in a feathered headdress mm-hmm. at a concert. But uh, Kate uh, is uh, pointing out that the uh, it began when we learned of a Victoria's Secret model oh, right. apologizing for putting a Native American-style headdress on a model for its annual fashion show after the outfit was criticized in a display of ignorance towards uh, cl- uh, tribal culture and history. The company responded to the complaints over the weekend by saying it was sorry to have upset anyone that it, and that it wouldn't include the outfit in the show's television broadcast. We sincerely apologize as we absolutely had no intention to offend anyone, the company said. That's bordering on a non-apology apology. Historically, headdresses are a symbol of respect worn by Native American war chiefs and warriors for Great Plains tribes. Each feather placed on a headdress has significance and had to be earned through an act of compassion or bravery. Some modern-day Native American leaders have received war bonnets in ceremonies accompanied by prayers and songs. When you see a Lakota chief wearing a full headdress, you know that he was a very honorable man. He was a leader. He did a lot of honorable things, said Michelle Spotted Elk, a Santa Cruz, California woman of mixed heritage whose husband is Lakota. It also has religious significance. With them, there's not a division between spirituality and their leadership. Victoria's Secret model Carly Kloss walked onto the runway last week. I don't know where this is from. Uh, USA Today. No, I know, but I don't remember what year this might have been. 2012. Okay. Victoria's Secret model Carly Kloss walked onto the runway last week wearing the floor-length feathered headdress, leopard print underwear, and high heels. Hmm. She also was adorned with fringes and turquoise jewelry during a segment meant to represent the 12 months of the year. Kloss herself posted on Twitter that she was deeply sorry if what I wore during the v- uh, Victoria's Secret show offended anyone. That's headdressing. That's, that's a non-apology apology. Thousands of people have commented about the outfit on the company's Facebook page. Some praised Kloss's attire as artistic and urged those offended by it to get over it. Several expressed appreciation to Victoria's Secret for halting its marketing of the clothing, and others reached back in history to explain their feelings. So it began with uh, Carly Kloss was the first headdresser. And uh, what's the example we had yesterday? I can't remember the company. Um, Yesterday it was um, not Cartier. um, Savage was the perfume Dior. Dior Dior. Dior has a new perfume called Savage. I believe Dior did that absolutely on purpose in the marketing campaign for the new perfume. Featured a a dancing Native American in a full feathered headdress. I thought about that all day yesterday afternoon, and there's no way that this can be tolerated. There, There is no way anybody can be that stupid collectively not only did they do this on purpose but it has to be proven that they did this on purpose and they can't be given a free walk here Mm -hmm. that's absurd Mm -hmm. they need to be called on this and called on it seriously because you know you used to deny this reavers and i are like you know that's a marketing ploy there this is bs but this is flat out straight up a marketing ploy and they this needs to be addressed i don't i don't think we have a disagreement. I acknowledged yesterday that I believe oh, that this so was done out- on purpose. God, I was just so outraged yesterday. And if they get away with saying, oh, gee, we didn't know. We're so dumb. And thanks for educating us. No, that's that's not an acceptable answer. 
Well, I think Carly Kloss might be that stupid. Well, but I was thinking about this. It makes more sense that it was Carly Kloss of Victoria's Secret, somebody that nobody knows who she is, mm-hmm. and, and not Katy Perry, because Katy Perry was already a star when she did that. But there's no way Dior can say You're right. this was an accident. You're right. absolutely right. Y- you can't be that blind to society. No, it's a it's a self-generating publicity machine. That's mm-hmm. why it's called headdressing. Let's put a headdress on you, feathered headdress on you, we'll get the pub, and then you apologize. The damage has already been done, but you get your marketing. Mm-hmm. And now everybody will know who you are. Mm-hmm. So it's happening the, all the time. Where are the people that are always crying and screaming racism uh, on this case? How come they're not coming down? They're worried about the climate control in the Baltimore area. Yeah. Because, because it's hotter if you're poor. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's blatant racism in your face, kick you in the crotch racism. Mm-hmm. Not today's version. No, we had a black bear kill a woman up on Rainy Lake on the island. And... Uh, Sanibel Jim points out that we have a rooster that has pecked a woman to death. Oh. Yeah. Uh, on the heels of a report from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention about backyard chickens spreading illnesses to people in 49 states comes a harrowing tale about a woman who was killed by a rooster that delivered a lethal strike to a varicose vein in her leg. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh. According to the report, which was published in the journal Forensic Science, Medicine, and Pathology, the 76-year-old had been collecting eggs at her home in Australia when the aggressive rooster attacked her lower left leg. The woman collapsed with an autopsy later revealing two small lacerations on her leg, including one on a varicose vein, according to Live Science. Her cause of death was listed as exsanguination, which is a fe- severe loss of blood caused by the rooster's aggressive pecking. Mm-hmm. The attack is considered... The attack is considered rare. I I think it's the first one I've ever heard of. By the report's authors, with one telling live science that it demonstrates that even relatively small domestic animals may be able to inflict lethal individuals in individuals if there are specific vascular vulnerabilities present. Don't fall down in the chicken pen. Joe, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't bring those stories in anymore. <laughs> Aggressive pecking, you say, huh? Any superficial vein may become varicose, which means twisted and enlarged, but uh-huh. they are most commonly found in the legs. According to the Mayo Clinic, they are most often a cosmetic concern, but in some cases they can lead to more serious issues. John's checking his legs right now. I got now. a lot of them. Right. I got spider tons veins. Of tons of them. I thought they were female only. Yeah, no. me too. <laughs> You got some explaining to do, John. They are typically caused <laughs> by damage or weakened valves, but there are several risk factors that may be at play, including age, sex, pregnancy, family history, obesity, or sitting or standing for long periods of time. Pregnancy does make them worse. Mm-hmm. I know that. I have a friend. Well, she must have had a varicose vein the size of a rope. <laughs> I mean, you know, she, she had a bloody one there. <laughs> that rooster couldn't help him. Right. He went for blood. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Patients must uh, patients most often uh, only experience visible symptoms such as the dark purple or blue veins or veins that appear twisted or bulge. But some, why am I reading this? God help me. Well, Santa Bill Jip thinks, let's round those babies up and have them patrol the border. There you go. <laughs> Varicose vein killed by a rooster. That, that's uh, that's, that's uh-huh. got to watch yourself. That's terrible. That's, that's just terrible. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. <sighs> You got any more? <laughs> I can, sure. Yeah, I, I, regarding I've, the mystery. Yeah, uh, I can. Let's I, take a, a short break and return. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Joe This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. What? You got another song for us? Huh? Another Today? song? Oh, I just wonder if you had another one there. I, I love I, the AOC I, song. I, I don't. I All mean, right. I, I, Rook yeah. had a very heartwarming story off the air. <laughs> yes, uh, years back. I, I retell that. Uh, Here's Johnny. A Washington, D.C. political consultant has denied a claim by his estranged wife, alleging he was leaving her for U.S. Representative Ilhan Omar. Tim Bennett, the Democratic fundraising consultant who works with Omar, also disputed allegations that his business benefited from a personal relationship with Omar. I think they're all lying because they realize they're in trouble somehow, somewhere with this money trail. Manette filed a legal response Tuesday in D.C. Superior Court rebutting last week's divorce, uh, divorce filing by his wife, who claimed he had revealed a romantic relationship with Omar in April when the couple separated. Tim Manette's filing said Mr. Manette denies that he told Ms. Manette he was leaving the marriage for Representative Ilhan Omar or that he was in love with her. A spokesman for Omar's congressional office reiterated Wednesday she would not respond to any inquiries about her personal life. Attorneys for Tim Minette and Beth Minette did not immediately respond to requests for comment on Wednesday. In his new court filing, Minette acknowledged his wife's claim that he brought their 13-year-old son to a dinner with Omar, but said it was at the request of their son. Beth Minette had questioned her husband's judgment in the incident, which occurred as Omar was the subject of death threats. A consultant to several current and former House Democrats, Manette said he regularly brought their son to dinner with his political clients. I have a question. What would result in her having to speak about this? A Federal Elections Commission investigation. Uh, and what would take for that to happen? Uh, they're backlogged. <clears throat> I have a question. John. Yes. What rhymes with Ilhan and what rhymes with Omar? Is that how the process goes? You find well, the rhyming that's words. That's kind of how I start. Yeah, the easy version. Go far, car. Uh, I'm not coming up with too many. Mar, mar. So you're not a songwriter, star, obviously. Star. She wants to be a star. You know. Ilhan Omar thought she was a star, but she refused to ever enter a car. Well, uh, that we sure work, wish uh, her term is that doesn't far. work, Doctor Seuss. Maybe we should have quit while we were ahead. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we should. Say, you <laughs> know, uh, the mayor here sends us home frequently to do homework. I think maybe we should send him yeah. home to do a little uh, homework. See, Why I, don't you bring a song in tomorrow, there, Ringo? <laughs> Ringo, <laughs> are you here tomorrow? I am not. Well, then why why would I bring in a song? Oh, you are so lazy. <laughs> really? I'm the one, huh? <laughs> see, uh, see what he wait, did there, Joe? Uh, wait, wait. I would like to retract that think you should. Right. I, I think you should. That was, uh, yeah. Minneapolis man who admitted to throwing a five-year-old boy over a third-floor railing at the Mall of America this year, critically injuring him, is appealing his conviction. Oh, no, I think you should appeal to get a longer sentence than 19 years, you yeah. words I can't say. 25-year-old Emmanuel Aranda filed notice last Friday he's taking the case to the Minnesota Court of Appeals, but the brief filing did not say why he's appealing. He was sentenced to 19 years for the attack. He pleaded guilty and made a one count of attempted first-degree murder. The boy's family said Tuesday they would not be commenting on any legal matters. The boy, named Landon, is from Woodbury. He suffered massive head trauma and fractures to his arms and legs. He is uh, undergoing uh, rehabilitation still, although he is out of the hospital. Defense Secretary Mark Esper approved the use of $3.6 billion in funding for military construction projects to build 175 miles of President Trump's wall along the Mexican border. Pentagon officials wouldn't say which 127 projects are affected, but said details will be available after members of Congress are notified. 
They said half the money will come from military projects in the U.S. and the rest will come from projects in other countries. Esper's decision fuels what's been a persistent controversy between the Trump administration and Congress over immigration policies and the funding of the border wall. Visitors to an art exhibition have to squeeze between a naked man and woman standing in a doorway to get in. Mm. Is, that, is that considered to be artistic? Yeah, it is, actually. Wait, say mm-hmm. that again. What? Visitors to an art exhibition have to squeeze between a naked man and woman standing in a doorway to get in. Living? Yes, they're living. Breathing? I saw a picture. What they country? Were, were, How do they country? look? They're not German, are they? The exhibition by the Serbian performance artist Marita Abramovic is at the Royal Academy in London. Oh, Oh, I'm all for this. I think we should have it here at work. Uh, They say, and they're not sure of this yet, there's likely to be an option for people. Can I have my own entrance, the Kenny entrance? Only I get to. Yes, you may pass. (laughs) Oh, oh, no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Royce and. I need a gig. No. uh, Okay. The second retraction of the day. (laughs) Sir, that is not a doorbell. (laughs) No. no. I apologize. That was a bad idea. Really? This will be Obramovic's first major exhibition in Britain after a 50-year career that's seen her produce more than 50 different works. Oh, you did it again. Knock it off. You may pass. She's best best known for something called Imponderabilia, a performance first staged in Italy 42 years ago with the German artist Ule, who was her personal and professional partner at the time. Uh, This time, this will be a succession of young volunteers... Uh, Abramovic now is 72 years old and broke up with Ule. They used to do this apparently in their exhibitions 40 years ago. It's hmm. a long time ago. Yes. The piece was less focused on the artist before, rather the reaction of the audience were filmed as they walked through and reacted to the experience. I did see a photo. Uh, there's no space. There's about uh, six inches perhaps. Between so, the okay, two people. Use that term carefully. There. Are, Are they, they uh, goon, that type of, uh, type of thing? Well, you, you can't touch them, of course. Oh. You so. recall we were talking about the Northern Lights? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Our friend David Bliss, from, uh, from Bul- he's living in Bulgaria, but he's back in the States now, says, Sasha, my wife, checks almost daily to find out if there's a good chance of seeing the Northern Lights. After listening to the show, I asked her if she wanted to be the official GL Northern Lights monitoring person. She said he should just get the app. I thought, what's next? Is Joe going to get an app to replace Stacy and the Lake Detective? Shouldn't the mayor have people? The mayor of St. Paul has 17 staff members. Why can't Joe have a director of Aurora Monitoring? The app Sasha uses is called My Aurora Forecast, if you are interested. My Aurora Forecast. Hmm. I'm going to get it. Yeah? Yeah. Why not? Why not? My Aurora Forecast. Apparently, she's uninterested in being our Aurora monitoring person, so I'll get the app. There you go. There is your uh, Serbian tough performance. To get, tough to get back in, in, in and out of the building, isn't yeah. it? Yes, pardon well, me. Excuse me. But they're both very, very skinny. They look malnourished. Or is it a case of Fred going, well, I forgot my keys. Better go back outside. Go well, there. The, uh, in the, my this... Aurora forecast. Got it. <laughs> Eat some cottage cheese or something. Let's go here. Uh, that very long story, by the way, did say some people went in and out several times on purpose. Yeah, so, yeah. Forgot my keys. Yeah. Uh, in Australia, a Perth vegan has taken her neighbors to the Supreme Court demanding that they stop smoking, bouncing balls, and cooking meat in their backyard. I like meat. Scylla Garden in Perth's northern suburbs says she's fed up with the smell of meat cooking on the barbecue next door. It's good to eat meat. 
Ms. Kasdan, a massage therapist, is also furious at cigarette smoke wafting into her yard and the sound of children playing with basketballs next door. She sounds like a charming neighbor. One neighbor invited nine news from Perth into the backyard to show that he's removed the barbecue and told his kids to stop playing basketball. Stop being kids, kids. You know where she ain't going? Uh, Heaven. Grunhoffers. (laughs) You know where she ain't going? Grunhoffers. Brad, Stephen, and Brad Walters from Lino Lakes are the winners of uh, Spencer's oh, okay. $250 gift certificate. They were the 1,500th people cool. to sign the sheet at the register. Uh, man, you can get a lot of good stuff for 250 bucks at oh. uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. It's yeah. become the Garage Logic meat capital of the world. Uh, pork brats, beef brats, chicken brats. Chicken and beef kebabs, fully cooked ring sausage, homemade pastrami. I could go on and on and on. This Please is a do. meat bazaar. They're uh, famous, of course, for their old-fashioned brats, 130 brat flavors. These are lean pork brats. Absolutely. Under the pain of mortal sin, <laughs> do not boil these brats. <laughs> wow. They go on the grill. And if you have any questions, Spencer and the gang up at uh, Grunhofer's can give you some great grilling tips. How about a bacon cheddar brat? Jalapeno and cheddar, cranberry, wild rice. The list is endless. Your brackets are uh, underway uh, now. I'll be doing some tailgating this weekend. Could one of you uh, hoopleheads run up there for me? Uh, get get you a double smoked ham that you can gnaw on in the truck. Yeah, <laughs> double smoked ham, uh, double smoked bacon. I'm actually thinking rookie burger. Full steak yeah. selections, cut to your preference. These people are meat experts. You have questions, they have the answers from preparation to serving. They even carry a variety of seafood. Did you know yeah, that? I did know that. This the, is uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat Market dot com. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat Market. At the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. What's what's the line, Rook, when you asked him if he wanted to go to Fish Friday at McDonald's? I'm what not was, eating that stuff. That well, bullhead, it was, right? It was a, no, it was an unnamed, it was an unnamed okay. chain. So it wasn't that I, I said it was two for one on the, the thing for a fish sandwich. You want to stop here for a fish sandwich? If you think I would eat that bleeping bullhead sandwich. <laughs> and it was not McDonald's, I tell you. It was not. Okay. A helicopter covering (laughs) Spain's La Vuelta cycling race over the weekend inadvertently busted a rooftop marijuana operation. Viewers on TV spotted the whole thing in aerial footage and called police. That's like golf fans who call in when they're watching a tour event and report a rule violation. (laughs) Nothing worse than a tattletale. Authorities in Catalonia seized 40 cannabis plants in Igualada, a town located 43 miles outside of Barcelona, after the videos were posted on social media. Spain's Guardia Civil released the aerial footage of the crop set up on two separate plots on the roof. It was taken as racers neared the finish line of Saturday's Stage 8. No arrests have been made as officers continue to investigate, according to a spokesman. They were unable to determine who the plants belonged to because the roof terrace was not connected to any apartment in the building. Growing marijuana on private property for personal use is legal in Spain, while buying or selling it remains a criminal offense. You remember in the 80s, uh, TV had a news guy named John... Dooley. He's taller than the yeah. uh, Jolly Green Giant. He was a weather guy. And I used to come down here from Maplewood uh, for mail runs or whatever. And uh, I'd go up to the weather room and talk to him because he was a big fan. And we would goof around with tower cam and we'd be able to see gals sunbathing in their backyards 
around the neighborhood. I think that's why he got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> I remember John. He John was, was awesome. Guy. John was Dooley. Hang down your head, John Dooley. Very good. Hang down your head and cry. <laughs> Look at the frown on Hang down the... your head, John Joe Souchere. <laughs> you poor boy, you're, you're bound good. to die. Oh, We're getting the stink guy from the mirror. <laughs> John, you're not going to be here tomorrow. I have a list of 72 possible names for what I'm calling my pontoon wow. right now. You got the double yeah. flusher? The uh, guy recommends double flusher. Garbage scow. I got the double flusher. I have a cirrhosis of the river, although the thing's never, ever going on the river. You, you can't, <laughs> right. can't control a pontoon on a still lake. It's still never such a river. great name. But uh, 72 names, and we'll uh, compile the ones that come in overnight, and then the uh, four of us um, are going to vote tomorrow, oh, yay good. or nay. We're going to narrow them down to about 10, and then the contest will continue on from there. Since there's four of us, there's a good chance it'll be a tie, yay or nay, so we're going to use John as tiebreakers if that's the case. I will mark mine today. John's going through the list today, and he's going to pick But his. it's not going to be like the ice out days where you list every one. We're just going to narrow it down to 10. <laughs> <laughs> that ice out date season just around the corner. That's right. <laughs> and what was the, what was the, uh, what did you call it? I, I was going to tell Joe. I want to call it the SSFCC, the floating crap can. No, I meant, what was the euphemism for the uh, uh, time we're going? to spend doing this tomorrow because I, I was about to say, Joe, we'll be able to kill oh, yeah. about 30. I said, no, we're going to uh, fill out the show. No, yeah. no, we're not. You're going to get about three minutes to do it. <laughs> no, no chance. You want to bet? This is at least 30 minutes of material. Well, I, don't want, minutes, I don't want 30, 30 minutes, minutes of a pontoon boat or, naming contest. Or we can call it or. Or. or, well, or. I think we're going to kick it off right at noon. Yeah. So right out of the shoot, we're going to the news from the Krabby Coffee Shop tomorrow. We can kill a good 30 on that. Joe. I don't want to. We don't, don't kill time. We don't kill time. I don't want to hear that. You no. got a guy here who built his whole career on that. <laughs> I'm in Boston right now. You I know, you're not a mayor of a real city, right? Yeah, I do know. But... <laughs> hey, get some duct tape at Fratelloni's, by the way, and fix that crap can. Oh, get some mums. Mums, yeah. the fall flowers are in at the Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden really? Stores. Yeah, mums are ready. Those are a good fall um, flower. Are All you right. coming back this week, John? Friday. I'll be here right. Friday. Cool. All that right, very good, GLers. Thank you. GarageLogic.com, your computer home for all of everything concerning the Garage Logic podcast. Uh, back podcast, or you want to see what's on Joe's bookshelf? Who is it, Stephen Hunter? It's Stephen Hunter, the uh, Snipers game, right? Game of Snipers. Game of game Snipers. Of snipers. Game of Snipers. That's on Joe's bookshelf. Kenny. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Here comes the <laughs> mobile. GarageLogic.com. We'll catch you next time.